Each season, guys telling stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Rich Douglas, and this man beside me is my co-host, Bill Easton. We're a couple guys who love a good story. So join us on our quest as we find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Town Stories. Welcome to Guys Town Stories. Great to be here. It is great to be here. I know, Bill. I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, <laughs> Groundhog Day story. I didn't know you went to Punxsutawney. Went there twice. The um, Went there with my brother and a few friends, uh, I think in 1998, maybe 99. Uh, but I went with my hockey team in 1997, and that was a interesting story. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Tell me, uh, <laughs> what brought you to uh, what brought you to Groundhog Day? Well, we had a hockey tournament not far from there. Uh, actually, just just two games. We had a Friday night game and a Saturday late afternoon game. And when we got out, it was about a short forty five minute drive from the ice rink. Uh, and I basically told my buddies that we were going somewhere. We're going to. Uh, Hang out, you know, have a little uh, dinner, because they were going to make dinner for all of us, and then, uh, you know, just kind of have a little party type thing. Didn't tell them that it was an overnight experience at Groundhog Day, um, and <laughs> a lot of <laughs> they weren't really happy. <laughs> like, they just thought you were taking a road trip, you're, that you were definitely going to make it back? Yeah, or? we're going to stop somewhere, we're going to stop, you know, we're going to stop somewhere as a team to eat and, and hang out, and they're going to put out food for us, and we're going to... Uh, uh, kick back, watch some TV, and uh, just relax, and then finish the trip later. But I, I kind of surprised them with this whole overnight Groundhog Day thing. Because it is usually very cold mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania in the middle of February. Yes, it was. It was. It was super cold that night. It was a Saturday night to Sunday morning. So Groundhog Day technically was Sunday morning, and but we had uh, he had they have a huge party every year. It's my friend Chris. Uh, we we were RAs together, and uh, I mean, there's beer and shot. It's a it's a college atmosphere party at his house, and most everybody got into it for the most part. And then we got there, and then stood out in the snow because you know you're not indoors, you're outdoors, and it's not shoveled because you're in the middle of the woods, and you're wearing what you're wearing. We weren't prepared for this. Uh, I didn't tell them that we needed to bring extra clothes, just whatever winter gear you're traveling in. Um, that's what you're wearing and, uh, tons of people. It's unbelievable how many people were there. I did not expect that many people there. Well, how many people would you say? Cause what were you expecting? Easily 20,000. And I think at most I was expecting maybe a thousand, probably less. I was like, who the hell does this? So most of these guys that you were traveling with were expecting a hot meal and a warm place to stay. Yeah. And you're telling them instead, let's uh, let's rally here. We're we'll, going to party we'll, it up. We'll pregame and party here, and mm-hmm. then we're we're going to see Punxsutawney Phil. Huge buffet yeah. of food, and they had a satellite dish, so we're watching all these illegal, you know, the old ones that you crank up. Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, nah, yeah. Nah. So they had that thing. So we're playing with that. Um, just drinking and drinking games and... Um, probably 30 people at the house half of them were were guys on our hockey team and then um you know kind of let them know like hey we're going to uh see the groundhog tonight guys uh let's go who's with me (laughs) yeah so did you actually see punks and honey phil oh yeah oh yeah we yeah we got uh we probably got there at three in the morning and uh 
we got there and and they put some stickers on a couple of us and I had no idea what the stickers were but we we pretended that that meant we could go to the front so we just kept going excuse me excuse me excuse me and just made our way you know right to the front we're drunk college kids you know? VIP, VIP yeah VIP exactly well it it sounds like you had a really really good time there and uh, as legend has it you know Punxsutawney Phil can tell you if it's going to be a long winter or an early spring. And that brings us to our guest today, uh, Katie Donald. Katie is the executive director of the Groundhog Day Club. And so essentially, Bill, she's the one who talks into Phil's ear, Mm -hmm. relays messages that people give to her. And she knows the inner workings of literally the inner circle, Uh the Groundhog Day Club, and everything that goes into putting on Groundhog Day. All I know is they dress well. Well, if any of our listeners are not too familiar with the holiday, basically it's an old superstitious tradition that says that when the groundhog emerges on the second day of February, if he sees a shadow, then it's going to be a longer winter. And if he doesn't, spring's going to arrive early. And it's traditionally held in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and it's by far the most famous event. They, they do have other events some in other places, you know, in and around the United States and mm-hmm. in Canada. But like you said, tens of thousands of people flocking to this small community just to see what Phil's going to say. Yep. A lot of college kids. A lot, oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah, with their signs from where they're from, holding up Pennsylvania and, and a pit. And... It sounds like a really good time, and I want to know more about it. So are you ready to talk to let's Katie? Let's talk to her, yes. All right, let's talk to Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Good, good. You know, before we get started, where's the best place for people to go online to learn a little bit more about you and Punxsutawney Phil? They should go to our website, which is groundhog.org. We have a lot of great information on there about Groundhog Day, about Punxsutawney Phil and the Inner Circle. Um, We also have Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter. So feel free, you know, to look us up on any of those platforms. Um, We're pretty active on all of them. So um, we try to keep them up to date as best as possible. But definitely our website has a whole lot of information on it. So getting started here, can you tell us what is the history of Groundhog Day? Sure. It started in 1886 um, and it was brought to um, Punxsutawney with the the German settlers that were first here um, that came obviously from Germany and European heritage. And they came to Punxi and they did the tradition, something similar to it um, over there. And then they used a hedgehog during that time. And obviously we don't have hedgehogs in this area. Um, So what they did was they used the next hibernating animal, which would have been uh, a groundhog. So they found Punxsutawney Phil and they started doing the, um, you know, the legend and the prediction. And, um, at that point it definitely didn't grow into be something bigger until uh, the fifties, whenever they started to wear the top hats and tuxedos. And then after that, the movies really what put us on the map. Um, it's somewhat similar to what we do for groundhog day, but, um, you know, it takes place obviously in their town square. And what we do is takes place at gobbler's knob, but, um, other than that, I mean, it, it's it's based off of, you know, our heritage from, from our German settlers and um, traditions from way back when. So in Germany, this was this was common before then, or is this uh, uh, something that they just decided to start? I guess what I'm trying to ask, was there any, any of this in Germany before it came to Punxsutawney? 
Yeah, there was. Um, like I, they said, they did that, the same idea and the same thing over there. Basically, what the um, the idea behind it was so they could predict whether or not and when to plant their crops. So it goes back to, um, you know, like a farming type thing as well, because obviously you need to know whenever, you know, the first or the last frost is going to hit and all of that before you can, you know, make your, your planting arrangements for the year. Yeah, you know, we love a good a good story here on this podcast and and a legendary story like like Phil's is is one that I just can't wait to ask you more about. So, for example, is it true that there's only one Phil? Absolutely. There's only one Punxsutawney Phil and there only ever has been one Phil. So every September, he has a picnic, and it's called the annual Groundhog Picnic, and he receives the Elixir of Life. So with each sip he takes of this Groundhog Punch, he gets seven more years of life and longevity. So there is only one Punxsutawney Phil, and there only will ever be one Punxsutawney Phil. That's amazing. So what does yep. the uh, punch taste like? I couldn't, I couldn't taste it when I was there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> They don't usually let um, people taste it. Um, it has a bunch of secret ingredients in it. Only the handlers know what goes into it. Some of them are really difficult ingredients to find. So, um, you know, it, it's it has a taste of all of its own, but Phil seems to really enjoy it. So I'm going to try not to get too excited and ask you too far ahead of all the questions that I have. But when did it start becoming a spectacle? When did people start uh, flocking from college campuses and from all over New York, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio to see this? It really started um, after the movie. We did see a little bit of it prior to that whenever uh, the internet presence and the, you know, we had a better internet presence and were able to reach more people. But um, once the movie came out, we definitely saw a tremendous influx. Um, that's when we had our largest crowd. The first Saturday, Groundhog Day, after the movie came out, we had 35,000 people in town. So that was pretty tremendous, especially whenever we're a population of 5,500 residents. So after that, you know, it's continued to, to sustain. And let, now we have a lot of people that come for their bucket list and for their birthday. So... Um, and people still really enjoy the movie. You know, it's a classic. People um, still watch it to this day, so they want to come and experience, you know, Groundhog Day and everything we have here. Now, I know there's other types of movies that have people coming to that the town where it was, you know, supposedly filmed, and they look for like a Christmas story, the house where that was filmed. Do you get people coming to your town looking for? what the movie was, you know, that, that same bed and breakfast or that pothole where Bill Murray was, you know, <laughs> stepping in. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. All the time. And usually about once a week, I have to like dash someone's dreams because they come here like, Oh, I want to see, you know, the bed and breakfast. And I want to see where this was. And that was, and I have to tell them, I'm sorry, but it was actually filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. I had, um, this family that came this past summer and they had asked the same questions and I had informed them, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's filmed in Woodstock. And they're like, you're kidding. We just came from Chicago. Even <laughs> I like, I am so sorry. It's like a nine hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. You would, yeah. you would like, no, any drive over five hours, you have to do a little better research. Yeah. You know, to each to his own. Hmm. Well, I would think that some entrepreneurial 
you know, innkeeper might paint their bed and breakfast in uh, Punxsutawney the same colors as the right. as the one from the movie. Has there been any sort of recreation uh, to to kind of capitalize on that? Uh, to a certain extent, we have a few bed and breakfasts in town, and like some of the rooms are named after um, the stars of the the movie, uh, like the Bill Murray room, obviously, and that sort of thing. And then in our old hotel, which currently isn't up and running, uh, the Panel Hotel, it also had rooms that were named after um, people that starred in the movie. But other than that, I mean, no one has really recreated the movie type, um, you know, picturesque type things. Our biggest thing is, you know, we definitely appreciate and, you know, everything that the movie did for us. But it's definitely... You know, we were around a long time before that, and we're going to continue on. So we like to think that they borrowed some of our traditions to do their movie, and we're going to continue doing how we do things. It is it is different. I've I've been there twice, and it is mm-hmm. definitely uh, it's definitely different. It was a it was a literal party for I don't know twelve hours mm-hmm. from like eight o'clock at night till eight in the morning. It is a party you mean uh, people stay up all night people waiting stay up all night and, then, and wow it's kind of a it's kind of the type of thing where and and katie jump in obviously um but the earlier you get there the closer you get but the more time That's, you have to spend outside right so you got to kind of try to i'm not saying there's no bathroom at least not <laughs> not, not in the front <laughs> yeah there's not an outhouse yeah. next to the yeah so you can't bring a there's cooler porta potties. there's porta yeah. potties but if you want yeah, to be in the front potties. you can't be chugging chugging right. hot chocolate yeah yeah because you're gonna so have to leave you know like a, a catch 22 you're either gonna drink your coffee or you're gonna have your spot so you kind of gotta decide use my suggestion would be you know definitely travel with a partner or a buddy and you know have them save your space for you and don't go to the bathroom together and have one person save your spot but um yeah i mean it it gets packed and it's it's hard to maneuver around and um you know that's that's the fun part about it i mean it's i'm sure it's something like how it is in times square you know for new year's eve if you move you're losing your spot Mm -hmm. and then you got to start all over again so um yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun we do have bathrooms so don't be scared about that um are those new (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> no they're not new oh. uh well you just weren't lo- looking in the right place no so. no i was astounded by what i was seeing right you were anticipating phil you don't want to lose your spot i i thought there was going to be maybe five six seven hundred people there and and that that was not the case Right. Well, Katie, for people like myself who haven't been there, I'm assuming being executive director, you kind of have this understanding of, you know, all the different places and events and areas people can go. So can you tell us what the day looks like from start to finish? Sure. Um, We actually start the celebration uh, on the February the 1st. So that would be the the day before. Um, We have events all throughout the community. We have um, in our town square, which is called Barclay Square. It's our town park. Uh, We have a celebration tent and there's various um, entertainment and stuff that goes on in there, different competitions and um, kids activities. And then we also have art and craft shows all throughout the community. Um, we have the fantastic fill walking tours. We have the, there's six foot fiberglass fills. Uh, we have 
32 of those and we take people on a tour of all of those and give them the history and the information about each fill. Um, we do a hay ride, we do a food tour. So there's really something for everybody. And, um, we have a, an event, it's called the members only reception. Um, it's anybody can be a member of the groundhog club and you can join by going to our website, which is groundhog.org. And this event's one of my favorite. Um, we, people from all over the world that will come to this and they have the ability to get to know and talk to the inner circle and Punxsutawney Phil is at that event and everybody gets really super excited uh, and then after that we have our annual groundhog banquet and uh, we always have a guest speaker for that we announce the the groundhog ambassadors for the year and all sorts of fun things and then we round out the night and start into groundhog day itself with the shadow summit so we have a uh, fiberglass fill that we put up a flagpole and we uh, ring in the, the Groundhog Day with the, the fill. And then pretty much after that, um, people will either, you know, go on their merry way for a couple hours, try to get some sleep, or they'll just uh, wait around. And uh, the buses start at 3 a.m. and the bus stops open at 2 a.m. So they have the ability to hang out and then get their bus ticket, wait in line for the, an hour, and then they can uh, ride the bus up to the knob. And then we do a lot of different activities at the knob. They have a, a great stage show. They have different entertainment and variety acts. And that goes on from 3 until 6 a.m., and then 6 o'clock, we have a fireworks show, and it goes off right overhead. It's absolutely spectacular. And after that, we do um, the national anthem. The inner circle gets uh, introduced after they make their trek down. And then they'll talk a little bit about the legend, and then Phil has his big moment. So then we get to see if it's going to be six more weeks of winter or an early spring. So there's lots of stuff that goes on. And then after the fact, you know, back downtown for the next two days, we have even more events that go on and you know we like to to invite everybody to come even day trippers if you can't make it for groundhog day itself you know definitely stop down on you know the day before the day after we have a lot of great things that go on throughout the course of the celebration so i was there in february 1997 with our west virginia university hockey team that i was kind of uh that i didn't tell them we were going we were on an away trip at Indiana University, uh, PA, and told them we were going to swing by a friend's house um, in Punxsutawney and just kind of hang out. And then I told them that we're all staying and doing Groundhog Day and we're staying the night there. And mm -hmm. and a lot of them weren't happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of them were, and and fourteen of us stayed, and the rest of us uh, we were in cars, so the rest of us, the rest of them, drove home. Um, okay. And we packed my truck, which was an Azusa Trooper, with all 14 guys. <laughs> and we were staying on top of this huge hill. Uh, and we're driving down this giant hill into the town. And Katie probably knows exactly where this is. And there's a sharp turn to the right. That's There's signs that say like 25 miles an hour. And it's like a 90-degree curve in the road. And mm -hmm. our guy... Uh, who was driving, who wasn't drinking, but apparently was just tired from staying up all night, just did not stop in time or slow down in time. And we completely crossed the road and hit the guardrail. And <laughs> this is terrible. It was awful. It was, oh, it, my goodness. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, there's 14 of us in this car. So um, it wasn't, I mean, we survived it. 
and and everything else. Everybody it, okay? It, was, it wasn't a, a, a like a huge accident. We, just, right. we just hit the guardrail yeah, lightly. But uh, that was, that's how it started. That's how our our night there started, and it, it got a lot oh better quickly. Yeah, so, sorry. I was going to say, I hope so. <laughs> so picked the bumper up, got it in the car, and uh, we're good to go. Oh, what a day! Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, I was kind of wondering. You mentioned this inner circle. Uh, right. can, who are they? And I'm kind of wondering how I can get into this inner circle. You got to dress right first of all. <laughs> they are. They're up there, man. Uh-oh. The Inner Circle, uh, they're essentially the board of directors of the Groundhog Club. The Groundhog Club is actually a nonprofit organization, but they're the gentlemen that you will see in the top hats and tuxedos on the stage and the, you know, the ones that pull fill out and read the, the prognostication and all of that. Um, to be in the Inner Circle, one of the, the prerequisites is that you have to live within the Punxsutawney Area School District. So, looks like you're going to oh. have to move if you want to be in the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yep. And then, um, basically, you have to have, you know, the ability to have free time um, to to work towards the mission of the club, which is to perpetuate the legend. Uh, a lot of our Inner Circle members are their own business owners so they have the ability to to you know you do what they want with their time and um help out as much as they can so that definitely is a plus um but yeah they're they're essentially the board of directors and there hasn't been a woman we always get asked the question if there's been a woman on the inner circle and there hasn't been um there's been women nominated but they just have never made it so what is the process after you're nominated it's a secret process. They, um, they, you have to be nominated by a current member, and then they'll um, evaluate you as a person, for lack of better terms, to see what your involvement is with the community, um, what sort of assets you can bring to the club. Um, usually whenever someone leaves the club, like an inner circle member, uh, unfortunately it's when they pass away or um, some of them do retire. And... Everybody has a job in the club, and it's basically to fill that position after um, that person leaves. So, for instance, we had a gentleman. um, He was the handyman. He did absolutely anything that we needed, you know, with the property at Gobbler's Knob. If I had any issues at our office, you know, I'd give him a call. And, um, you know, we're currently looking for a new member and we have been for two years now, um, to kind of fulfill that position. So that's one of the ones where he's really hard to fill. So we haven't been able to, to come up with a new member. So, well, I have a suggestion. It sounds like these inner circle people all have the world's coolest nicknames. So (laughs) perhaps whoever wants to be the handyman or the Mr. or Mrs. Fix it better just come come with that great nickname. I mean, do they come with these nicknames or do they get them after the fact? We're talking Iceman, Moonshine. You know, right. Where do these come from? Well, a lot of them, the president uh, of the club at the time that they get in will give them the nickname. Um, for instance, there's always an Iceman in the inner circle. So even before Butch Philibert was the Iceman, 
for whatever reason, it's a tradition that we always have an Iceman. Um, AJ DeRoom, he is our one of our new handlers, uh, but his nickname is the Rainmaker, and he's actually a third generation uh, Inner Circle member. So his you know, great-grandpa and grandpa and his father all had the, the nickname uh, the Rainmaker, so that's kind of how he got his. The other ones are you know, different plays on what they do for a living. Um, Shingle Shaker, he's a roofer. He owns a roofing company. The Coal Front, he owns a mining company. Um, and then some of them just don't make any sense at all. So, like, the Stump Warden, you know, he was a teacher. Uh, so there's no really correlation with that. But some of them have some, you know, great stories associated with them. And then other ones are just, you know, weather-related. And that's the name they got, and it stuck. Well, for the people listening who aren't familiar with the inner circle, those are the guys wearing the top hats and the tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Basically, the you see them on TV. Yeah, you see them all the time in the, the morning. They look like the VIPs of, besides Phil, of course, of of, right. of the day. Yep. So did, they like to get their picture taken. <laughs> I, you have no choice. You're yeah. Uh, well, you're, yeah. You're dressed yeah. like that. I mean, you're, one, if I walked around dressed like that, everyone would be taking pictures of me. Yeah. You know what, though? One t- we went to New York City uh, last year for the Puppy Bowl. We uh, filmed for the coin toss. Punksy Phil and his handlers did the official coin toss for the Puppy Bowl. And um, we're walking down, you know, just right down the street. We're pushing Phil and his to-go carrier, and the guys are dressed in their tuxedos, and no one even looked the other way. It was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, like, this, do- this doesn't happen usually. But, That's normal in New Yeah, York. we just... Didn't stick out. I'm telling you, you, it had to just be New York City. It's it's a theme this season for us, but you have to go real weird in New York City to get anybody's (laughs) attention. (laughs) So don't feel too badly. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, That is true. We've done a lot with New York this year. Yeah, 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 definitely. So uh, there's a rumor going around that Oprah met Phil. Oprah did meet Phil, and that was in 1995. So Phil and the handler at the time, uh, Bill Dealey, did the, the Oprah show. And, uh, yeah, she got to, to meet him, and he got to meet her, and the rest is history, I guess you could say. Did Phil get a car? Yeah. No, he didn't get a car. <laughs> he didn't get anything fun. Oh, no. come on, Oprah. Well, yeah. actually, he got a mug. The mug's in my office here. But there you go. That's, that's all I have from that. So. What other uh, famous celebrities did has Phil, has Phil met? Over the years, um, Phil met uh, President Ronald Reagan um, for the hundredth anniversary of Groundhog Day in nine, eighteen or nineteen eighty-seven. So he was able to spend seven minutes with the president in the Oval Office. Um, he's also met Dick Vitale, um, who does the bracket picking challenge for March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, we traveled out to Indianapolis a couple years ago and. Went head to head with Dickie V on the the bracket picking, and um, you know that was another one that he was able. To <laughs> how did he do? How, you know, I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah, did he? Did well, he do pretty? You know, you know? He, he did pretty well. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, he didn't win, but he did well. Now, some yeah. of the some of these next questions are gonna sound like we're making this up, but what's going on with Groundhog Day, the musical on Broadway? Well, we went to the musical in April, and um, it finished its run this past fall. Um, last we heard, there really isn't any 
um, set plans for anything at this point. They did talk about, um, you know, p- potentially taking it on uh, on the road and then doing it again in London because it did originate in London um, the year prior. So we haven't really heard too terribly much about it. I mean, we're disappointed whenever um, we heard that it was going to be done its run. And, you know, we really enjoyed the show. And um, if you didn't get to see it, you definitely missed out. So I missed out. You missed out. Yeah. That's that. Uh, that's and you just missed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you told me about this earlier, uh, we talked off mic. Uh, I didn't believe you, but has Phil actually gone to outer space, like like outer space space? Outer space space, yes. <laughs> so What's... we have a competition every year, and it's called the Worldwide Avengers of Phil. So it's similar to, I'm not sure if you've ever read the, the book, oh, what's his name? Flat Stanley. Okay. Um, yeah, we were, for a long time there, when that was real popular, I was getting a bunch of little flat Stanleys in the mail, so I'd have to take them to the zoo where Phil is, and I'd take them up to the knob and take the picture, and thought, well, why don't we see where we can send Phil? So, um, every year, we do a competition over the summertime. Uh, people can request a picture of Punxsutawney Phil, and we'll send them a 5 by 7 and they can show them all around their... Um, community, wherever they go on vacation, um, anything like that. Um, And last year, our international winner definitely set the bar extremely high. Um, They actually work for NASA. So he went to space. Yep. We got those pictures and they uh, emailed us and told us, you know, like, okay, this is what we're planning on doing. And they sent us the launch information. Uh, we pulled it up on the computer and, you know, we're waiting for the thing to launch. And um, then they had to, to cancel it that day for the weather reasons. And so they resent the stuff whenever it was going to happen again. And, you know, we watched him go to space and then we're like, okay. And then they were giving us screenshots of the actual shuttle in space with the picture of Phil on it. And it's it's crazy. It's absolutely amazing. So they definitely, uh, you know set the bar really, really, really high for the international category. I don't know really how you top that, but... I don't know um, either. Yeah, so that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, just seeing the pictures of, of this legendary this legendary character in outer space, it, it's, it sounds, like I said before, almost unbelievable, like we're making it up, but that is so cool, and like you said, there's no way to top that. Right, yeah. We have um, Groundhog fans and fanatics from all over, and they have lots of crazy and interesting jobs. And this was, you know, just one of them. And we were very fortunate to have them participate in it because it gives us a great story. That is a good story. Yeah, that is a good one. I'd like to go to space, even if it's just my picture. (laughs) Yeah, might as well. (laughs) Quick break to talk about podcastyourstory.com. Sometimes in life, the best moments seem to pass by too quickly. So why not capture those memories with PodcastYourStory.com? From that time you went to Groundhog Day with all your college friends, to what it's like growing up with your brothers and sisters. The professionals at PodcastYourStory.com record an audio interview of you telling your story. And the final product is a podcast you can share online with family, friends, and the world. Tell your story in your own words with PodcastYourStory.com. And our listeners get 20% off your first recording. Just mention promo code GTS. That's 20% off your first recording with podcastyourstory.com by mentioning promo code GTS. And now, back to our interview with Katie. 
Well, Katie, we always like to uh, ask uh, about the people behind the scenes and you being executive director. How'd you get involved with the Groundhog Day Club? Well, um, I grew up in Punxsutawney and I went to college actually for political science in a nearby college about 45 minutes away from here. Um, I decided, you know, I'm going to leave the area. I want to go somewhere warm. And I moved to Florida for a couple of years and decided, you know, I absolutely did not like it at all. So uh, I relocated back to Punxsutawney. Um, the position became available and I applied for it. Uh, a lot of what I did in college, I worked with uh, nonprofits and um, was the president of a few nonprofit organizations in college. And I always thought, you know, it would be a lot of fun to uh, to do that sort of thing. And the event planning was always something I enjoyed. Um, so I applied for the position and, you know, six Groundhog Days later, the rest is history. Yeah, well, congratulations, because Thank it you. takes a special type of person to organize these larger events, and it's on an annual basis. So on February you know, 3rd, or you, you don't get to just go, oh, that was great, it's all over. It's basically, all right, let's have a couple more meetings, back to the drawing board, and you know, how are we going to do this all over again? I'm already getting calls for Groundhog Day 2019, and I'm just like, oh, my Lanta, like, give me two weeks, you know, give me some time here. But, yeah, that's the thing with the, the Groundhog Club. It's a question I always get, you know, like, oh, it's only once a year, da, da, da. It's like, well, it's a full-time job. I mean, we do events and appearances, you know, all throughout the year. We go to the Penguins game here in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, we go to the PA Farm Show. We've done baseball games with the Pirates, elementary schools, elderly care facilities. Phil's been to weddings. You like you name it. Phil's been there, and oh, uh, we've cool. probably done it. So weddings. It's, okay. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing him in all the pictures. You know, like right. the the formal right. pictures. Yeah. But. You wouldn't believe how people react to it. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, can you... I've been there, so I, I, I get it. Like, you know, and I, I have a, you know, the reason we, we went was my buddy whose house we stayed at is from there. Mm-hmm. And we worked together. Uh, we were both RAs. And he told me all about it. And I was like, I got to go. And he's like, you can stay at our house. And I was like, I'm bringing my team. And he, he I mean, he's, he's all into it back then. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's how the whole town is. Yeah, well, you know, but it's not it's not all it's not all sunshine and roses, though, huh, Katie? I, I've heard that Phil's had some trouble with the law. Trouble with the law. He's had a few different, um, you know, interactions with the law. A couple of people in different states, you know, trying to hold him accountable if the the winter weather goes too long and that sort of thing. But you know, seeing as it's been all tongue in cheek, um, it always ends well. Um, do you know still, that's do you know that's coming though? Like, because you're a person who's organizing this super large event, and there's all the things you already mentioned happening that whole weekend, and then you wake up and some some politician in Ohio sentences him to death. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do they at least give you a little heads up, like tongue in cheek? This is coming. Um, most of the time, no. <laughs> so whenever I got that one, I literally turned on my computer and my phone was going off and. You know, I you know pulled up my email and stuff, and I was just like, "What?" You know, and like they wanted comments made about this, and I was like, "Holy cow! Like, what are you talking about? Like, give me a minute here." So, you know, we work fast on our feed, and you know, we're able to 
come up with our statements and whatnot and we're usually pretty easy and to get along with with the tongue-in-cheek type things and you know we're able to actually invite that gentleman to Groundhog Day the following year and you know picked on him a little bit about what he did to Phil and um but he enjoyed himself whenever he came and you know now they're buddies I, I don't know what to say you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's kind of just like it's a publicity stunt, but it's it's like something you can't prepare for. And then this guy is, you know, grabbing some of the spotlight. When I read that article, it turns out he has his own imposter groundhog up in Ohio. He didn't blame him for the, the weather being. Right. He, he blames Phil. And <laughs> I don't know. That's because Phil is the real deal. You know, there's a lot of imposters out there. Um, there's, well, Warrington Willie, he's in Canada. There's, uh, General Beauregard. There's a lobster in Maine that predicts the weather, you know, all this crazy Lobsters stuff. Lobsters can't predict weather. Okay. Everyone well, that. that's what they say. That, I know. It's crazy. Uh, it's Only crazy. That, right? Oh. So it's... It's always something, but, you know, Punxsutawney Phil is the only one that had a movie made about him. And, you know, going on the 132nd year for the tradition, I'm pretty sure we're we're good to go and set in our ways. And, you know, everybody else can try to imitate Phil. Well, looking ahead now, what are your future plans to, uh, to build Phil Nation uh, even greater than it is today? Well, we're currently um, working on plans for uh, building a visitor's center up at Gobbler's Knob. And the knob is where everything takes place on Groundhog Day. We currently have a building up there um, that we use for other events throughout the course of the year. Um, There's about 16 acres of property up there. Um, We have a trail up there as well, conveniently called the Gobbler's Knob Trail. Um, So what we're going to try to do is make it more of a tourist destination and put in the visitor center and hopefully capture uh, people throughout the course of the year and uh, get them to spend some more time with us. So that's our big plans for right now. Yeah, what other events can people look forward to when visiting uh, outside of the Groundhog Day uh, holiday? As I mentioned before, we do the picnic, so that's also a part of the legend because Phil gets his elixir, and that's always every September. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do Hogtoberfest, which is a craft beer festival. Um, we have a wine festival. We do different programs and uh, for children and uh you know, that correlate with the the trail and different Girl Scout programs and that sort of thing. Um, Those are all on our website. We basically have one event a month um, throughout the course of the year. So just like Groundhog Day, there's a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, you don't want to burn Phil out with too many events. No, no. He's busy as he is. Being a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to continue to perpetuate the legend of Phil um, you know, raise some funds to, to put on Groundhog Day. So he enjoys his job. You can tell just a little, little smile on his face. Um, he, he likes what he does. So, Well, Groundhog Day is uh, approaching quickly. Um, it's a Friday morning this year. How many people do you expect this year? We're expecting around twenty to 25,000 people. So, again, that will be a, a huge influx for our little town of you know, 5,000, 5,500 people. So we're, we're looking for a, a good year and a big year. And the next two are also going to be really big. So um, it'll be a, a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning. So this will be our preparation for the, the even bigger. That is nice. You have no uh, no leap year to worry about. Nope. And you have three straight weekend uh, weekend events. Yep. 
So that's, you know, great for us. We enjoy it. We enjoy the, um, you know, being busy and entertaining, uh, all the visitors from all over the world. Um, so the more the merrier for us. So to give Rich, uh, Rich an idea too, of what happens, um, at least when I was there was, it was a little bit like, uh, college game day where they have a live DJ on, on the stage playing all kinds of music and basically just keeping the crowd, just be like, there's signs for where you're, what school you're from and where people are from. And he just keeps yelling at people to make noise and scream and dance. And, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a really long overnight party. It's fabulous. It sounds like something that everybody should try at least once. So Katie, what advice would you give to someone looking to make the most out of their first visit for Groundhog Day? Well, um, first thing I would say would be to come prepared for the weather. Um, you know, more than likely it's going to be cold. It's Western Pennsylvania. It's February. Um, and it's in the middle of the night. So definitely come prepared and, you know, wear enough warm clothes, um, get ready for, you know, a lot of fun, meeting new people, having new experiences and, um, you know, experiencing the, the legend of Punxsutawney Phil. We hope that you come at least once, but we're hope that you are, you know, a return visitor. So, um, you know, make it an annual trip. Uh, we have people that, come from all over the country that meet their friends here. And this is the only time they get together throughout the course of the year. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you either have the gene or you don't is what we say. So you either believe it and get groundhog day or you don't, you know, it's all about having fun. There's nothing that is, um, you know, about it that would be controversial. Um, you know, whether it's six more weeks of winter or an early spring, um, it's all lighthearted. And, um, you know, we all just try to have a good time and um, just appreciate the legend and appreciate Punxsutawney Phil. And you should also let your friends know that you're taking them to go. <laughs> and so, so that you can, so they can be prepared with warmer clothing and they don't, they don't curse you off for the next uh, two weeks after you get back. Either that or you can pack for them. So if you're not going to tell them, then pack for them. Uh, neither. Neither happened. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, Katie, one more time. Where is the best place for people to go to get some more information if they're looking to, to plan a trip? Sure. The best place to go is our website, which is groundhog.org. Um, we have all the information on there regarding the events, um, the busing, and anything and everything you can uh you know, that you'd ever ask about Groundhog Day, we can answer right through that website. Um, we also are very active with our social media and, you know, look us up on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but definitely check us out on the website, groundhog.org. All right. Well, well, Katie, thanks so much. And we really appreciate uh, you spending the time with us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Katie Donald. Bill. That was great. She's a... Uh fun and serious at the same time, which I yeah. think you have to be in her position. I think so too. She's carrying on this tradition where people travel to mm -hmm. see a groundhog predict the weather, but she does it in such a way where they can continue this year after year after year. Yep. And this small town could have tens of thousands of people come and make it 
a pretty successful event, and she uh, mentioned that they basically have an event every month. So yeah, she's a, she's a busy person. We can go. I'd go back. I just will be a little more prepared this time. Yeah, dress the right way. Mm-hmm. And when they get that visitor center, you know, you could pop in there. Yep. See what things look like. Yeah. Well, do you think you're going to make the trip in the next couple of uh, next couple of we years? Have, we have three years now. Well, I'm not going next weekend, but uh, <laughs> two years to, and it's on a weekend, which is makes sense because it it, it will staying up all night, as you know, uh, doesn't get any easier as we get older. So it can, that it can definitely ta- has to happen. It can take a lot out of you, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, everybody needs something to look forward to, and a holiday like. Groundhog Day in the middle of the winter can be something where you get to the, maybe take a road trip, maybe fly into Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Buffalo, see the falls, mm-hmm. drive a couple hours, whatever whatever floats your boat. But do you, a, do you want to go? I do. I do. Yeah. I, I think I think we need to go, and I need to I need to work out the logistics. I, I want to be <laughs> I want to be warm. I want to get to the front like you guys did. They just got to get a little sticker. I didn't tell her that, but I probably should have told her. That would have been funny. We got these stickers and walked right up to the front. I yeah. should have, I should have also warned her about the. I didn't tell her about the hockey, the the car thing until we were on the air. She's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> "Well, you know, it could have been bad. It ended up in the best case scenario, but it could have been bad." Yeah, safety first. Safety, <laughs> safety first. first. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Katie and hearing all about Punxsutawney Phil and Groundhog Day. Join us next year at Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're going to be making the trip. And if you have any questions that you wish we would have asked or any comments for us, you can post them on Facebook or send us uh, send us them on Twitter. And uh, as yeah. always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>